This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Valeria interviews Lisa Eve. Lisa Eve is a powerful, multidimensional master healer, intuitive mentor, and spiritual teacher who has a passion for love, happiness, and travel. Having discovered her spiritual connections and abilities while very young, she has embraced and nurtured them throughout her life. Her first book, The Love Channel, Finding Your Way to Happiness, will help you answer these ageless questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose in life? Lisa Eve is the creator of The Happy Channel, a community for people to engage in activities and experiences that inspire. Inside this community, she shares resources related to her passions, including her love of writing, shopping, and adventure. The Happy Channel community inspired Lisa Eve to create a marketplace, Ruby 8 Weaver, with unique, happy, and uplifting gifts. To learn more about Lisa and her work, please visit lisaeve.com. Here is the interview with Lisa Eve. In your own words, who is Lisa Eve? I am a divine soul in a human body, learning how to love and share love on planet Earth. That sounds wonderful to me and simple. (laughs) Very simple. Before we talk about some of the topics in your book, The Love Channel, Finding Your Way to Happiness, I have a few warm-up questions, as I mentioned off-record. The first one for you had to be this one. What does it mean to be a human being? Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) we are all divine souls, and we incarnate into human form by choice. So we are here as a human being on planet Earth because we have the gift of being divine souls to transmit love. It's already incorporated into who we are when we come into this life. So as a human being, we are here to share love and be love with others. I have this question for later. I usually don't ask right away, but I have to ask you, what is love to you? Can you put into words what love is? What is love to me? It is an awareness and an understanding of feeling joy throughout our entire being 
and it can be translated tangibly, like how we feel in our bodies. So if we feel in alignment with our souls, our connection to source, and we are communicating daily through our source channel, we will be able to experience that love. So love is the feeling of joy. Do you connect a feeling of joy to gratitude? Absolutely. If I, if I am not consciously aware of all the things and people and experiences for which I can be grateful for, then I have very little joy that I can authentically experience in my body. Mm, so true. Yes. What do you think is the opposite of life, Lisa? Death. <laughs> Non-existing. <laughs> um, yeah. So the opposite, opposite of life, I mean, you know, that is a very complex question because from the time that we are born, we are dying. It's like we are in that in-between space of how are we going to live? So while we may be alive and experiencing life, we might not consciously be living fully and completely. So the opposite of life would be, uh, I guess, you know, like I said, death. <laughs> but, but, but then, you know, in a concrete way of expressing that it would be not feeling joy it would be uh, not feeling your connection to source that would definitely be yeah sorry that would definitely be though like if you don't have your connection to source then you would probably not feel well in your body yeah that resonates yeah. resonates true this idea of uh, death being something that can be experienced here now it's not the afterlife, right? Well, yeah, I, I do believe, if I may say, death can be experienced in our dis-ease when we feel ill and not well in our bodies. That is a process or part of the death process. That can be considered part of the death process. Yeah. I have a better idea now of what you do and what you believe in. So since we're talking about death, I'll ask you this question too. Does the understanding you have take away the fear of losing the body? Okay, wait, can you, can you say that again? Yeah, yeah. I know you have this deep understanding about what life is because we're talking about death that inspired me to ask the question about the fear of death. But most of us are afraid to lose the body. So I'm wondering if you don't have any fear, if your understanding of life has taken that fear away. Personally, no. <laughs> Because that's, unfortunately, we are being born into a time where fear is like the majority of what exists and what we've been taught. So most of us, I don't, I don't really know anyone <laughs> who doesn't have any fear, um, though, would it be safe to say that if we didn't have fear, that everything would be great and we wouldn't experience death? I'm not sure. I can't say that with certainty because sometimes <laughs> 
fear can be helpful to have us leave a situation that's not in our highest and best good. So if we remove all fear and we only live in love and we're unable to distinguish when like a boundary, right? I think, I think in a perfect world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a perfect world, which we don't live in yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, If we all were able to express love with one another consciously and unconsciously, then we wouldn't have the need for fear. True. Oh, I see. Yeah. To use, uh, it's a mechanism, it's a messenger. The fear is needed in this reality, the way we are experiencing now. Yeah, that makes sense, right? And so what do you think is the um, purpose of life, the purpose of the human experience? Why do we need to be here? We got to bring the love. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's really... It is such a simple, small message. <laughs> yeah, and then it also encompasses so much, right? So in my book, The Love Channel, Finding Your Way to Happiness, this is what I talk about. Why are we here? We choose to be here because there is so much love that is needed on earth right now. So much love. And our purpose at the fundamental base level is to learn to love ourselves so much so that we can authentically share it with others. And then we are co-creating the world and the planet that we have been dreaming of existing in (laughs) for so long. Wow. What a beautiful mission. And that makes me think about life in different planets. Do you believe in life in other planets? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Like I talk to my star brothers and sisters every night and the moon, you know, and I'm like reaching out to them like, hey, (laughs) how are you doing? You know, can you please send some of that over here? (laughs) Wow. From what I understand, there are life, there are other beings that live in harmony and peace, very different from this reality here on earth. So why do we need this experience, specific experience of being a human body? Why did this get started in the first place? Was this an experiment of the divine? <laughs> That's a messed like up it. experiment, right? <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> uh, hmm. I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. You know, I, I know that I'm able to communicate with other dimensions and source energy and angels, right? And and different beings. I'm able to communicate with different beings and why the original existence (laughs) (laughs) of Earth, you know, I just feel as a human being right now, there are just so many lessons to learn to evolve as souls. And... I sense that that has something to do with it. I sense that as souls to evolve, we choose maybe different planets, you know, to exist on to help us evolve. And since we're not the only ones here and there are other galaxies and other beings and other galaxies and so on and so on, I sense that, you know, as a 
I would say maybe a dimension, like we exist in different dimensions. And so how can we uh, express love throughout all these different dimensions? But if we didn't exist, if the human beings didn't exist, if we didn't have planet Earth, if we didn't have anything, anything at all, void, just void, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't know. Like, where do we all go back to then, you know? That, that's a really deep question. <laughs> yes, right. The mind wants to know in the way the heart to the soul already knows. Yeah. I have two questions here that relate to being a female in a human body. What do you love most about being a woman? What a great question. <laughs> because I, I feel I want to be honest with your listeners and you as well and with myself. I have struggled as being a female in this body this whole life. I feel like it's been incredibly difficult to own my power as a woman, um, know that I deserve love just for being human, period. And then we add the layers of how women have been treated in this lifetime, how we've experienced different types of abuse, and without getting too political, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> because then we will have more questions after that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I want to say that it still comes down to the foundation of love. So I have had to learn how to love myself as being a female, as having chosen to be a female in this life. You know, why did I choose to be a woman in this life? Because I chose to come down. <laughs> I chose to come in. I chose to be here. I chose to be born. And, and here I am as a woman and be grateful for everything that is included and incorporated in being a woman. So I, I would say like it's, it's been a self-love journey. And what I love having gone through the process is I'm grateful for my body. I'm grateful for the curves of my body. I'm grateful that I'm able to to connect with my intuition, which I have sensed that women have this stronger intuition sense than men. And that's a gift for us. Sometimes, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're extremely empathic, it's, it doesn't feel that way, right? Mm. <laughs> right? However, there's so many um, morsels of wisdom that women receive just by being born as a woman. And we are so powerful beyond what we feel inside our bodies. And just being able to connect with that, that's part of that self-love journey, being able to connect within and, and see how authentically powerful we are, just as we are, that we don't really need to say squat, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and own that. And own that we deserve to be here. And that, and that we are loving beings and we deserve to be treated with love as well. Mm. Beautifully said. Yes, a thousand times to that. What is the most challenging aspect about being a woman? Well, I did tell you that no questions were off limit. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I want to say that. So, as a soul coming here to learn lessons and helping myself to evolve, there were things that I chose to experience as being a female. There, were, there was a lot of trauma that I experienced. 
I talk a, a little bit about this in my book about how when we receive we receive a gift, right? And it's nicely wrapped. <laughs> and we think it's love that's inside that we're going to get. Like it, the present is saying, I'm love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we open it and it doesn't feel like it's love inside. It's like we're, uh, I want to say it's a joke, but haha, joke's on you in a way, you know, but it, that sometimes it's how that feels, right? almost like a bait and switch. And so as a female in this life, I chose to experience certain things that would help me grow and evolve as a soul and how to learn to love myself through the trauma that I experienced as being a female, things that I had experienced that I think if I was a man, I would not have experienced the boundary setting (laughs) and also like the things that, women have to deal with, I sense more about setting the boundaries around their sexual exploration and who's allowed to come into the bubble and who's not allowed to come into the bubble. And I, I feel that um, when we're you know young and we don't know how to set boundaries for ourselves, that's where the lessons start. You know, and we might not pick up on that though until later on in life when we keep on repeating patterns that don't serve us, you know? And so the, those connections, I feel like when we get to a place where we're actually able to look within and uncover all those experiences that we had when we were children, wherever the trauma has existed, wherever the heartbreak has existed to heal that, that envelope <laughs> of being a woman and a female has all that tied into it. And I'm sure there are a lot of women who are listening to this who have experienced other types of, of things when they were children that they have healed along the way um, just for being a woman. You know, so my challenges have been wrapped up in, in that and um, learning how to set standards <laughs> for myself. And, and learning how to enforce upon the boundaries and knowing that that's an act of loving myself if I'm able to set the boundary. Yeah. yeah that's so true. Yeah. You speak for, I'm sure, most of us, for me, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Learning to say no, but with love. <laughs> that was my the main lesson. True. Let me ask you this question uh, about freedom. What is the meaning of freedom to you, Lisa? What is to be free? To love myself (laughs) fully and completely and know where my boundaries are and honor them. It's fascinating how it keeps going back to self-love. The way I call it is uh, unconditional self-love. At this time, with the current situation, what do you think is the world's greatest need? (laughs) Is that self-love again? Yeah! (laughs) Might be. (laughs) I mean, honestly, now more than ever, right, we're being called into healing everything that has never served us, yeah. <laughs> everything that has never ser- served us in our highest and best in a way that, uh, okay, cancel all that. I mean, not cancel, but and <laughs> I want to say that it is so imperative and important 
that we tune into our bodies and feel into where we are out of alignment, out of alignment with our hearts. A lot of what's happening right now is based on fear. Fear, power, greed, money, uh, competition, you know, like fierce, fear, I'm sorry, I'm like jumping over my words, (laughs) but basically I want to get it out so that people can understand how important it is for people to look within right now, to look within and clear out all the junk, all the garbage, all the hatred, all the anger, all the hurt, all the pain, and really get down to the nitty gritty, the bottom of why all of this exists within, not projecting onto other people, not what someone else did, what you know, someone else voted for, whoever, whatever, any of that. It has really nothing to do with what's going on in the outside circumstances so much as what is going on within that is in inner turmoil. There is inner turmoil. And so the only way that we are going to authentically be able to love one another (laughs) is if we're able to learn and discern what love is for ourselves. So true. So you feel like this, what's happening now, it's a call for healing? Yes, 100%. I actually have been speaking with a lot of friends who have been telling me how they are seeking out alternative methods to help themselves heal. Whereas before, it was like just everyone was on the treadmill, you know, going, 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 going. And I felt like the lockdown really helped helped put a lot of things into perspective for people. It's what we all really needed. We needed to slow down. <laughs> yeah, We need to slow down. Like, why are we always running and going and going and going? Like, human being, not human doing. I know we've all heard this before. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like, when do we get to stop? And then the lockdown happened and I just felt like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God for the lockdown. <laughs> because now I could take a break. Because being so empathic, I could feel when we, we started to ramp things back up again, you know, and then I was on the treadmill again. And I loved, though, when we were in lockdown, there was so much silence. Yes, silence nice. to hear our own thoughts. Right. Our own and feel our own feelings for the first time. I feel like for many people, it was it was really great. So right now, yes, it's it is a pivotal time. Literally, we are pivoting. We are all pivoting right now. It is an awesome time to look within and start saying, "Hey, whatever's going on outside, it really ain't working." And Whatever has been going on inside for me, I don't feel like this is working for me either. What can I do to change that? That's interesting how we felt this for so long, that this pause, this reset, this silence was needed, but we didn't know what to do to make this happen throughout humanity everywhere. And it just happened. Yeah, it's an interesting time for sure. What is your understanding and idea of inner peace? You know, as I just took a deep breath, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And because that's also inner peace it has to do with breathing. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes. Um, you know, the inner peace has literally, it has to do with breathing. Like 
authentically, consciously breathing? That wasn't going to be my answer, though. (laughs) (laughs) But it just ties in nicely, you know? So, So I would say inner peace for me is coming home to heart. So with all the craziness that is happening around us, around me, because, you know, it's not like just happening out there with everybody else. (laughs) I've been going through a lot of stuff too. I have things that I have to field and set boundaries with people. And, you know, it's an ongoing process. So for me to be able to sleep at night, I have to write everything out that's happened in my day. So I journal every night before I go to sleep. I also have prayers that I say in the morning and at night, and I clear out my day. I clear out my morning from my sleep time, from my dream time, because I'm always working when I'm sleeping too. <laughs> you know, if, if you remember your dreams, right? If you remember your dreams and you might feel like you weren't actually sleeping because you could be doing things on other planes. So for me, the inner peace comes from being able to clear out energy, being able to process my days, my nights, and making sure that I am breathing throughout. (laughs) Like conscious breath work really helps me to center and ground myself. So once I'm able to do all that, then connecting in with my heart and feeling into what's out of alignment is a piece of cake. Do you ever use the word God? I have, and I do with myself. And there are some times that I, I'm really, um, as I have grown on my path, I have learned how to walk in balance with others in my communication. I feel (laughs) this is not always the case. And (laughs) I would say that, you know, not everybody addresses God as God. So for me, God is Jesus, God is source, God is divine love, and it could be all, and it can be one, and it can be the higher energy, it could be my higher selves, you know, so I use the word God, yes, I don't use it all the time, because I feel like God exists in so many different ways. Beautiful, profoundly said. How did you become a writer, Lisa? (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because it was not always like that, right? How did I become a writer? I'm I'm not sure. Let me let me kind of go back for a minute. (laughs) Let me feel into whether or not I can remember when was the first time. I'll say this: growing up, I never liked to write. Uh, In school, when we had to do assignments, I did not want to do anything. (laughs) I was the rebel growing up. So at some point, let me me think about this. How did I become a writer? It may have just been like, I I don't recall the first time I put pen to paper and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Although I would say that I would guess it probably started at the time that I wanted to reawaken myself spiritually. And that was in 2004. That would be my best guess. And probably from that, I started automatic writing because I started to take classes on how to connect spiritually to my higher self and my, my guides. 
And so I have a feeling (laughs) it was probably in one of the classes that I took that I started writing. And then it probably just continued on from there. And I also had a lot to say. I remember the first blog that I created was um, Close Encounters of the Dream Kind. And that was the place where I basically blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know, I got it all out onto the screen. into the keyboard and onto the screen and close encounters of the dream kind was where I basically shared myself, shared myself with people. Hey, this is life and it's hard. And, but this is what I'm going through and hopefully it'll help you to know that you're not alone. What was the intention of writing your book, The Love Channel? I was guided for many years to write a book. And I always felt like I wanted to write a book. I felt like I had a lot to say and share with others. I was just scared to do it. I was scared to, well, what are people going to (laughs) say? What if they don't receive it well, right? And for, I would say, approximately seven years prior to when I actually sat down to write my book, (laughs) I was getting the message to write the book. So it was one day when I was on Kauai. I was living on Kauai at the time. And I woke up in the morning and they were like, today's the day. (laughs) My guys were like, no more procrastinating. Today is the day. (laughs) So I just opened up my laptop. I sat down in the chair that's by a window, a beautiful window where I could see waterfalls. And I just opened my laptop and was like the automatic writing. I just started automatically channeling and typing into the keyboard. And then four hours later, I had a book. Yeah. Basically, and then I just, you know, I worked through it and I put in personal examples and and that was it. But the intention was guided by other beings who I am channeling. There is a message that needed to be shared with people on earth right now. And that is around the self-love. Right. So for those who don't understand what channeling is, Please talk to me for a moment about that. And also the follow-up question is, can anyone channel? Okay. So channeling for me is being able to connect with my higher self and God or whoever God is for other people, (laughs) right? Source energy and the love that streams between my higher self and higher selves and source energy. That to me is how I channel. And channeling can also be communicating with our deceased loved ones and pets because we're all energy and we are all souls. These souls can communicate with us sometimes without our knowing. And when we're able to tap in to that connection, that channel that connects us to other souls, then we are able to channel those messages in between without authentically speaking with someone on the phone or through email or whatever, right? So I do feel that everyone has the ability to channel because everybody's connected to their higher selves. Whether or not they are listening to the messages is another story. Right. <laughs> right. And being able to develop, so developing our intuition also 
is developing our channel. Yeah, that's uh, such an interesting subject, intuition. How do we know when we are listening to the intuition in our, our own beliefs or dreams, ideas of what life is about and in other people's input? Is there a way of knowing? Yes. The way of knowing is whether or not you feel at peace inside. If you are experiencing dis-ease, discomfort, <laughs> um, not feeling well in your body in any way, shape, or form, that is your body, your intuition telling you something is off. So it's simple in a way, right, Lisa, to know when we're not feeling well, that's when we're not listening. Absolutely. Like when we, okay, people... We all, we all get colds. We all get sick sometimes. Some people get more sick than others, you know, more frequently. And for me, whenever I get a cold, I'm always thinking, oh, thank God, <laughs> because, because I'm able to release all that stuff that's been pent up in my body that's not serving me. Now it is exiting and I'm able to create a new. And also if I'm overworked and I get sick, is giving me a chance to rest. Just like the lockdown created rest for so many people, if they chose that, because a lot of people didn't choose that, <laughs> right? They, they still needed to fill up their time with doing things. But when we are given opportunities to heal, it might not feel comfortable at first. Still, it is a way to tell you, to give you the information like, hey, there's something not right here. We need to heal this. It's an opportunity, actually, to see, okay, what's out of alignment with me and my life and how I'm living right now. That makes me think about trust. And I know you mentioned this in your book, trusting ourselves, trusting whatever happens. It's happening for a reason. So would you connect that idea of perhaps getting sick or going through challenges as a way of reinforcing or learning to trust? Yes. For me, what I wrote about in my book about the experiences I had when I started to trust my intuition, it was that I heard the voice. <laughs> I felt something was out of alignment with the things that I talked about, right? But, and it's not with just that, there were many things. It was just that. I remember specifically the experiences I spoke of in my book that, okay, you know what? Let's see if I actually listened to the voice that was coming through. <laughs> what would actually happen if I listened to that voice? The one that's loving, the one that's guiding me, the one that is giving me something to ponder, like, hmm, you know, that feels like that would be the right answer, but I'm thinking, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I'm going to still do it my way, right? And then I learned the lesson and I was like, okay, so now when the voice comes through, it's like trying it on. Even though trying on is not actually doing something, for a lot of people, the word try has, you know, ambivalent meaning. <laughs> so I say, Yes, trusting yourself has to do with learning to listen to the voice that's coming through that is loving and guiding and feeling that you can trust the message as loving and guiding to help you be in alignment with yourself. 
And then once you're able to listen to the voice from a place of openness, knowing that you can trust it, then you will have trust in the choices and the actions and everything that you do. Wow, that's um, that's a very good way of knowing. I love this idea of trust. I'm wondering why we doubt so often that voice, a loving voice that asks us to love everything regardless and accept everything, ourselves and others, and life itself. Why is it so challenging to trust? It's everything you just said, and (laughs) (laughs) and it is is that because love is not the dominant feeling that we express with one another, it's not what we authentically learned most of us growing up that it's like is this going to be another bait and switch and so there is fear there's definitely fear there because i mean there's so there's so much fear about just saying the word i love you to someone are they going to love me back you know if i say it too soon are they gonna, are they going to walk away <laughs> i talk about that in my book too right and and it's like it's love has it's almost like love has been given a bad name or a bad feeling associated with it because we've experienced so much of the opposite of it. We don't know whether or not we can trust that love is authentically love. Because we have experienced, yeah, in your book, you talk about negative behavior and all these negative patterns we develop. That's an interesting thing. It starts in childhood. And then now the work, it's actually unlearning or relearning, as you put it. What are some of the uh, practical ways to relearn to love, Lisa, on a daily basis? First, it's to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) I know I laugh. I know I laugh when I say this. And it's just because so many of us are so stressed out all the time that we are not taking the time to authentically stop And feel the inhalation and then release with the exhalation. And I always encourage everyone I work with to exhale through the mouth. Because you will exhale a lot more. (laughs) It's like you're not holding it in, you know? True. Yeah, it feels very good, actually. But never uh, inhale through the mouth, right? I don't say never. No, I I inhale through the mouth and exhale through the mouth. Okay. I, I also say do what works for you, right? As many people say, take what works and leave the rest. Um, what feels in resonance for you at the time that you're listening to this, that's what is going to work for you. Uh, I have evolved, you know, in my breath work over the years. So I didn't always start out inhale and exhaling through the mouth. It's something that I felt, hey, I get a lot more intake (laughs) and a lot more exhaling and releasing when I do this through the mouth. (laughs) So I encourage others to do the same because I feel like, like, okay, for example, right now, let's inhale love through the mouth, right? And feel like it's going straight into our heart center. So it's like a concentration on inhaling love and exhaling fear through the breath work of opening our mouths, you will feel so much more love can come in 
and so much fear can be released. Mm. You know, it makes sense. Like the yawn, when we yawn, it feels so good. And the whole body, everything relaxes. And this is through the mouth. It's not the nose only. Mm. I know. Can you imagine yawning through your nose? <laughs> uh, yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't think everyone. That would be anyone. so funny. <laughs> True. <laughs> what would your nostrils uh, do? <laughs> that's oh, that's an interesting observation. Yeah. Hmm. What is the concept or your concept of abundance? Concept of abundance for me is that I feel the love <laughs> within, that I feel at peace within, that I feel the trust with myself and my higher selves operating at optimal levels all the time, <laughs> and that I am able to consciously co-create all that I've ever dreamed of. Yeah, that applies also to success, whatever we think success is. Yeah, I love that. Being in alignment with the universe. So I have a few more questions, but before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Since I know that my book acts as like an oracle, I'm just going to open up to wherever it, it opens to for whatever needs to be read. I know is in the highest and best good for everyone who's listening. Okay, so I opened up to chapter six. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> okay, so when you were a child, you were likely often asked, who or what do you want to be when you grow up? Did you know if your answer then or now was being somebody or doing something other than loving? I think you need to reconsider it. When you are a loving being, you can do anything. There is no limit to how you can express your love. We all need to hear that. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> or maybe not just to listen to that, but we need to be reminded. It is, it is a remembrance. Right? Thank you, Lisa for the reminder. You're welcome. <laughs> what is another word for healing? Self-love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Self-love. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like a broken record at this point and it needs to be shared, said, understood, and listened to. Yes, to that a thousand times. We'll keep saying that, myself included. <laughs> If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything differently? I have actually been asking myself that very same question recently. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would want to change a few things. Although I feel like I have said my piece and I've made apologies where I feel like I've wanted to make apologies or felt out, it was out of alignment for me not to own or take responsibility in some areas. So I feel like I have um, made completed acknowledgments that were in alignment with how I feel. The one thing that I feel like has been missing from my life right now is authentic, playful fun. Yeah. Because when I go, I want to have fun going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Mm. I want to, and I talk about this in the book too, that when we leave earth, the ultimate end goal is that we feel loved when we go. That we feel love within and we feel that we loved others and we feel that we received love from others. So it is like an act of like, I'm ready to exit because I experienced love on earth. The reason why I came here. So I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have fun and I want to love. <laughs> I want to I share my love with others and experience it with others being received from others. Like that is my end goal. So that would be what I would change. I'd be like, let's go play. <laughs> let's go be like little children and sharing our love with each other and go play. Mm, yeah. What a wonderful invitation. Right. Let's play. That's an interesting uh, thought or invitation. So you talked about being playful. I think we, it's a state of mind again. It's not even doing something with the body, although it could be, but it can be experienced anywhere. What are three things about life you know for sure as of now? I know <laughs> that there is so much more love to be shared and expressed within myself and with others and in between ourselves. <laughs> There's so much more love that I feel like everybody wants to experience and receive. I mean, like, honestly, if we were all expressing ourselves from our heart space right now, all of everybody, mm -hmm. I mean, like every, everybody, okay? Mm -hmm. This is not like there's an exception to the rule kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's, if every being on earth right now was expressing love with one another, with themselves, with one another, can you imagine what that experience would be like? Wow. That's why we're here. Wow. That's as as uh, souls coming into our bodies, into human form, to be able to express that which is already experienced on other planes of existence. As souls, we already know all of this. We've already experienced all of this. But in a human body, we get to actually touch one another. <laughs> We get to actually feel, authentically feel, tangibly, the love from another human being, which is something we don't get to do as a soul on other planes. So what an awesome gift that we have been given that we chose to be here and experience right, <laughs> right now, yeah. except it's not how it is right now. Like, you know, the law of duality, the law of one, all of that, we're wanting to come back to the law of one. That is what we strive to achieve in this life. It's what we really all want. So does that answer your question? <laughs> oh boy, if it answers my question, it only answers my question. <laughs> yeah, all of my questions actually. Yeah, all of them for sure. What a wonderful vision. Yeah, for all of us, everything yeah, could express love. Yeah. What would that look like? I love how genuine you are, <laughs> too, and Thank playful. You. You're very playful, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yay. We played on this call. It was so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. 
where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? If you go to lisaeve.com, that is where you will find everything about me. (laughs) Um, You can find my book on there. You can find the book on Amazon too. It's available on Amazon and through Kindle. You just search for the love channel, Finding Your Way to Happiness by Lisa Eve. And on my website, lisaeve.com, you can find out about my services. I offer healing services. I do channeled healing from higher dimensions to help clear out everything and anything that's no longer in resonance with you that is out of alignment (laughs) where you're at at this point in life to help you live more clearly from your heart space is to help help you feel a little bit more in alignment with yourself. And <laughs> that's why we're here, is to help feel more peacefulness in our bodies so that we can uncover everything that's out of alignment. Also, I offer intuitive guidance and I do property clearings, land clearings. You can find that also on lisaeve.com. I also have a website called thehappychannel.com, which is basically a resource for all things happy. (laughs) So if you're having an off day and you just need to be inspired in some way, check out thehappychannel.com. And I also have a travel blog and travel service website. But right now we're not traveling, so (laughs) we're not really, you know... That, that's something like in the future, if you want to travel and explore our great, beautiful world in a spiritual way that connects you spiritually with yourself, that's how I help you find the places that will resonate the most with what you need right now. That's my travel service website, which is called Live Light and Travel. Because, you know, if we can live lightly in ourselves... <laughs> live light on planet earth and travel around the world, we would just love it. We would love all of our experiences here. So yes, you can find everything on lisaeve.com and probably by the time this is um, aired, Ruby 8 Weaver, which is a place where I'm going to sell products, inspirational products, will be live. And that will be something that you can find on lisaeve.com as well. Thank you so much again, Lisa. And we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you so much for this opportunity. I am in so much gratitude for you, Valeria, and your team. (laughs) And thank you just so much for allowing me to be present and to share my love with others. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Lisa Eve and her work, please visit lisaeve.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. I want to thank the Patreon members, Lawrence McGrath, Mark Basden, Terry Clayton, and Aidan Vickrock. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.